This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. Let's bow our heads as we go into the service of the day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless you. We worship you. We glorify you. We commit this moment unto the mighty hand. Let the word bring forth manifestation of your fruit of spirit in our lives. That will dwell and walk in holiness according to their purpose in our lives. Let our glory be revealed through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord is good. The message is titled Revealing His Glory. Revealing His Glory. And we're taking a message from the book of Matthew chapter 16. Verse 13 down to 20. Revealing his glory. And when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? What are they saying about me? Who do they say? What do they see? What do they say about me? What is it that they see in me? How do people rate me? What is the understanding of me? Human assessment. Human assessment can rate you anyhow. That means people are free to say anything they want to say about you. Hello? And what are people saying about you, the living? People must say, Hello? People must do what? Say if people do not talk about you, you're a dead person. Even people in the grave, they still talk about them. There are people holding grudges about the dead. Somebody has died, he did something to them. They are still holding that person who has died. And still talking about that person. They talk about you for good, they talk about you for bad. Some people, when they hear what people are saying about them, they want to poison somebody. They want to kill the person. They hate the person. Unforgiveness starts. Whether you like it or not, they must talk about you. If they talk about Jesus, who are you they won't talk about? Who are you they won't talk about? They must talk about you. For good or for bad. But the problem is that if you begin to dwell in what they are saying about you, you will exhaust your potentials without achieving God's purpose in your life. Hello? You will exhaust your what? without achieving God's purpose in your life. If you need to dwell on what people are saying about you, you'll be limited. You will not go far in life. The more you get angry and react, the more they increase. 14. And they said, some say that that art John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Another Jeremiah. Oh, one of the prophets. A lot of people will definitely misrepresent you in life. Many people assessment of you will definitely not be what God has ordained or pattern for you. It will be different from God's purpose or what God has ordained you to be. You will be highly misrepresented. 
Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist that died. Though. Some say you're this. Hello. And he said unto them, But who say you that I am? Yes, that is what they say. But you. You. What is understanding? What do you see? Who am I to you? Who is that man or God to you? No, people can say their own. What is your own opinion? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you believe in is what will work for you. Hello? What you believe in is what will do what? Work. I have heard what you said they said. You, that is one-on-one, close to me. Who do you think I am? What is your own assessment of me? Because some of you I believe in what they are saying. What is your own assessment of me? And Simon Peter answered and said, That are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The day you have the true revelation of who your God is, that is the day your doors will be open. The day you accept or you have a true understanding of who your God is, that is the day his glory will be revealed upon your life. Because once you understand who your God is, he becomes number one in your life. Hello? He becomes number one in your what? He will stop being a secondary personality in your life. He will stop being a, in fact, some people, they have made God third party, even fourth party in their life. There are gods before God. They have number one people they appreciate and reverence. Some people reverence their work before more than God. Some people reverence their marriage. Some people reverence their family, reverence their children, reverence. A lot of it before God. Say, God said, let's leave that one. What my family decide is superior to whatever thing God. My children can wear any dress they want to wear. They can move around. They can color their hair. They can do anything they want to do. It is their age. Leave that one. You know, this is their own period. The Bible is not seasonal. The Bible is for all what? Season. It does not come and go. There are no times you see this time to apply righteousness, holiness. The Bible is for all season. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, we started with who? At the end of the seventh day, God ended. We must end with who? God. The glory will be revealed upon your life the moment you understand who this year God is. You say you are the living God. We have been believing God to send to this world. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my father which is in heaven. He said, For your understanding, look at what happened. Because you have a deep revelation of who I am. 18. Because of that, I say unto thee, Peter, that thou art Peter. Upon you, because you have revelation of who I am. You have revelation of my understanding on earth. Upon thee. You are the rock. I will be my what? I will be my what? 
and the gates of hell will not what? Prevent. You are the person that is qualified to head my mission on earth. Because you have a revelation, understanding of who I am. That means you put everything about me first. You understand who I am, the living God. That means you will treat me as God. You will treat my mission on earth as God. You will not handle it as secondary. Your children will not make you to place me secondary. Your business, your finances, your appointment. Some people, they have appointment, they will leave church, they will cancel church. You must understand we start with God and end with God. If you start with God, you don't end with God, you end in hell. If you start with God and end with God, you end in eternity in heaven. Why people labor in life is good. They have not understood who God is in their life. And I want to understand what laboring is all about. Moses waited before manifestation for years. David waited, labored, suffered before he manifested. Joseph, because they had appointed time, covenant of God tied to God's blessings. Hannah waited, covenant blessings of God tied. Their brain were tied to God's program on earth. So, no matter what, God must be number one in your life. And not that Assembly International Ministry is tied to God's program on earth. And what did he say? Because he understood, he said, verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys what? Of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever that shall burn air shall be burned in heaven. And whatsoever that shall lose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Because he knew God opened the doors. He had idea. He knew who Jesus was. So he said, okay, the doors are open for you, Peter. Because as you enter into the realm of the spirit, you know how to handle situation because you know who I am. You must have a revelation of who this God is so that he can open doors for you in 2022. God is no longer interested in people that he opened doors. They scatter. Enemy sends them to hell. No, no, no. He said this 2002, he was going to release his blessing upon the Babsam Sucklings. Children. This 2002. He said he's going to make children millionaires and billionaires in his kingdom for expansion of his kingdom. He's going to do something. Both old, young, and children, are you ready to understand, have a deep revelation of who this God is, so that you can enter into that door, door of spiritual understanding, door of spiritual abundance, door of spiritual wisdom He has ordained for us. God said, "Pray for wisdom." Some of us do not understand when He said, "Pray for wisdom." We just think that oh, what is that? Ah, wisdom is there now? No. What you sow is what you do what? Read. If you sow into wisdom by praying for wisdom, wisdom will locate you. Most, uh, Solomon asked for wisdom. The people that his father, the elders that ruled his father were still alive. The parliament were still there. The judiciary were still there. The royal house, these elders in the royal family were still there. But he knew that it was not an easy assignment. You will have operated on their wisdom. By the time he gathered and said, what do I do? They will tell him what to do. He said, no. I need to have an insight of what God wants me to do. 
how he wants me to govern his children. I do not need the wisdom. I need the wisdom of God. And God said, what do you want? He said, give me wisdom. Wisdom to handle the assignment you are giving to me. Not wisdom to make money. Because many of us are praying for wisdom. To, wisdom. When you arrest the heart of God, he opens up his bank unto you. When you arrest his heart, his bank automatically is open unto you. Go for the heart of Christ and everything will be made available unto you. 20. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus Christ. So this morning I want us to understand that the understanding of who we are in Christ in agreement with what God says about us is a catalyst to revelation of his glory in our lives. What do you understand about him? I understand working in agreement with God, believing in him, believing in whom he says we are. It's a catalyst to revelation of his glory in our lives. When we understand who we are in Christ, doors of spiritual revelations are opened unto us. Doors of spiritual success, wisdom, understanding and empowerment to do great exploits on earth are opened unto us. In life, there are three major perceptions about you. Three major points of view about you. Number one, what God sees and says about you. What is God saying about you? Number two, what people see and say about you. Number three, what you see and say about yourself. What is God saying about you? What are people saying about you? <laughs> and what do you say about yourself? Three angles. If you're able to handle that, you're made for life. Come with me to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1. God says something about us. He says something about us. What is God saying about us? Verse 18. For behold, I have made thee this day a defense what? Seat. An iron what? Pillar. A brazen what? Walls. Against the whole land. Against the kings of Judah. Against the princes thereof. Against the priests thereof. And against the people of the land. And they shall fight against thee. But they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, said the Lord, to deliver thee. I have made you an overcomer more than conqueror. I made you to be the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. To lend to nations and not to build. To dwell in abundance. I made you to build and inhabit. It's not my purpose for you to build and not inhabit. I made you to plant and to reap. It's not my will that you will plant and not reap. I made you never to labor in vain. I made that before you call our answer, why you are, speak, you are here speaking, I will hear. That is who God says we are. If God says that this is who we are, what are you saying about yourself? Because people will definitely say something. And you, God wants to know whether you are agreeing with what people are saying about you or you are agreeing with what he's saying about you. Where two or three are gathered, are you in agreement with God? 
Are you in agreement with the world? Are you in agreement with what they are saying that you are useless? Are you in agreement with what they are saying you are a failure in life? Are you in agreement with what they are saying that nothing good comes out of your life? That can anything good come out from where? Nazareth. But something good came out from Nazareth. And if something good can come out from Nazareth, something good definitely will come out from your destiny. The world will condemn you. They will bring you down. They will drop you. They will backstab you. They will blackmail you. They will say anything to bring you down. But you have the final answer. The final decision is what you tell yourself. Are you in agreement with what the world is saying about you? Are you in agreement with what God is saying about you? Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4. Where do you want to form Korum? You want to form form Korum with people of the world? You want to form Korum with what God is saying about you? Where two or three are gathered. Every word God out of the matter of two or three witnesses shall every word of God be established. There must be a spiritual quorum agreement for the word of God to take place in your life. The Lord God can do nothing except he revealed to his servant the word. His servant the prophet. God needs the agreement of his prophet to manifest what he has for you. Hello? If you read Hebrews chapter 10 verse 8, if you grieve, that if you grieve the prophet, it will be unprofitable unto you. Is that not so? Hebrews chapter 13, 7 and 17. Read about the prophet. That means you must walk in agreement. The word is given through his prophet. You must walk in agreement for it to manifest. If they give you dwell on unbelief, it will not manifest. And then you start saying, God say, Shabi, you say, what thing that happen now? You are the problem, not him. There must be a spiritual agreement. Don't even see demonic kingdoms. If you watch one video, it gets to a time where in the midst of battle, they will hold their hands. Once they hold their hand, they will disappear. Those are cultic grandmasters. Those, once they hold their hands, they will, do, they will disappear. They don't start apart. There must be spiritual agreement, either positive or negative. Anything God does, the devil has a counterfeit because it's counterfeit personality. God has the institution of agreement. They will copy it and begin to do their own demonic institution of agreement too. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. 6. Then said I, Hey, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I'm a child. I cannot stand before these elders to talk. I'm only but a child. Jeremiah saw himself as a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not I'm a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, said the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in their mouth. I have this day set thee upon the nations and over the kingdoms to root out to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. Moreover, he didn't know this is who he was. Hello? He didn't know that he had the authority to pull down, throw down, destroy, build, plant. He didn't know the power of the word in his mouth. Hello? He didn't know. The day you know who you are in the Lord, your story will change. I'm talking about deep revelation, not that I'm a Christian. Not that I'm a Christian. The fact that you sleep in the garage does not make you to wake up in the vehicle. 
you can sleep in the garage, you wake up, you are still in the, on the floor. Except you put yourself in the vehicle. The fact that you go to church doesn't make you born again. The fact that you preach as a pastor doesn't make you born again. You might be born again, you die again. And see preaching. Saul was a, a king close to 20 years, but his tenor had expired spiritually. You must know who your God is to stand relevant on this earth, spiritually and physically. Two, you must know who you are, know what people say about you, and believe in the word of the Lord for you. Small lion grew up in the midst of antelopes. So small, grew up in their midst. And he saw them as his brothers, as brethren. He didn't eat them. He didn't know who he was. He saw himself as an antelope. He grew like that. So one day, each time they go to the stream to drink water, and they better than to drink. As they are drinking, lion will come to the other side, or roar. All of them will take off. Run away. He kept on. He kept on running. One day, he came to drink water. By the time he looked and focused on that river, he saw his shadow in the water. Hello? And you say, I look like that thing that normally pursues us. I don't look like these other people. These my brothers around me. I look different. My skin is not like their skin. My head is not like their head. I look like that tormentor. So another day they came to drink. And as they gathered, we were drinking. Lion came from the other side again. And all these other people took off. He refused to take off. He stood his ground. If his fight were fight, because you, you look like me. Daddy, he knew who he was. He refused to run. So the other lion came, roar. He too, he roared. And then that lion came near and brought his tail. He too brought his tail. Then knock, bam. And then every two of them sat down and began to talk in their own understanding. That day he realized that he was not an antelope. He realized that he was on a higher class, a class of distinction, the class that determines what happens in this kingdom. He realized that he was among the class of the king of the jungle. And then he started to change. He began to move in the forest like king of the lion. He was no longer. Moving has been afraid before if we be afraid of other if he sees small this he will run away with like antelope. He realized that anywhere he goes and he up, that the mouse will run. He realized that he has so much personality, he was a VIP. He realized he has so much power. He could do and undo in the forest. And his life changed. You must know who you are in the Lord. It's time for you to change your position. From that place, the enemy has blessed you. From that dungeon, he has blessed you. From that pit of unbelief and doubt, that place of hopelessness, place of impossibility has blessed you. It's time. And this year, you must take your position of being above and no longer be net. You must take your position of being the head and no longer the tail. If you're in agreement, shout hallelujah. Jeremiah said, I'm only better child. The Lord said, you don't know who you are. Most of us here do not know who we are. But by reason of this message, God will open unto you revelation about yourself in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus knew that he was the Christ. 
He was the Christ. In agreement with what God said about him. He knew. He said, and he charged him to tell no one in the book of Matthew. He said, tell no one who I am. He knew he was the Christ. Do you know who God has called you to be or made you to be? Do you know the potential he has put in you? Do you know? You must know that 2022 is the year God has ordained that you will do mighty exploits in Jesus' name. Amen. What you see and see in yourself must agree with what God says and sees in you for his glory to be revealed in our lives. Say, every mountain and he shall be made low. Every valley shall be exalted. The crooked shall be strengthened. The rough place shall be made plain. And the glory shall be what? Revealed. That thing that must be cleared. Barriers, hindrances. Hindrances. Revealing his glory upon our life is not a child's play. There must be oppositions. There must be challenges. There must be limitations. There must be barriers lined up to hinder one by the powers of darkness. When what you see and say about yourself agrees with what God sees and says about you, mountains and hills will be made to be low in your life. Values will be exalted. The crooked places shall be strengthened. Rough places shall be made to be plain. An instant revelation of his glory upon your lives will be activated in Jesus' name. The understanding of who Jesus was was what revealed the glory upon the life of Peter. And God said, because you understand who I am, I give you the ticket to lead my mission on earth. I can't give it to somebody who don't understand who I am. Do you understand the Lord well enough for him to hand over his keys unto you? We quote this scripture. Most of us do not know what this scripture is all about. How many of you have had dreams where God gave you keys? You saw people handing over keys unto you. Bunch of keys. It means authority. If you don't have an understanding, you need to have an understanding or you already have an understanding. He's giving you the keys for you to open and enter and possess. God cannot give you keys if you don't understand who he is. You can't make someone who cannot perform your MD. That's why you have to interview your staff before you employ them. Because you want people that will perform. By reason of this service, I prophesy that God will raise mountain movers through this service in Jesus' name. Amen. God will make you to be limitation breakers Amen. through this service. Amen. In agreement, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. It is not about what people see or say about you that matters. It's simply about what God says about you. What God said about Prophet Jeremiah was different from what he, Jeremiah, saw about himself and believed about himself. It was when Prophet Jeremiah began to agree with God that the glory of the Lord was revealed upon his life. Kamahoroko. First Samuel chapter 17, please. First Samuel chapter 17. I will read from 26, verse 26 to 30. And David spoke to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine? To the man that killed Goliath. And take it away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? When David said that, was it before he fought the Philistine or after the battle? 
before. He will use the man. He was not looking at the physical nature of the man. He will use the man to a dog. Uncircumcised Philistines. What did Goliath call David? When David appeared. What did Goliath call David? A dog. That means nobody. David said Goliath is nobody. Goliath said David is nobody. That is where the gods come in. What somebody says about you has nothing to do with what God says about you. Kamahara Kamahoroko. Goliath said David was nobody a God. David said Goliath is an unsecondary what? Confession brings what? Possession. The battle was fought spiritually before the physical battle. What you say as a man thinking so is he. What David thought about Goliath was what came to pass. Because the God of David is superior to the God of Goliath. It is not what that native doctor says about you that will come to pass. It's not what that occultic grandmaster says about you that will come to pass. It's not that what that evil man from your father's side says about you that will come to pass. It is what the superior God says. And we are connected to the superior God. Because the superior God is our father. Some people, before even the battle will start, they will resign. They will they hand over to their enemy. Eh, they begin to cry. Mama, complain. Begin to find fault with God and the man of God. Man of God gave prophecy. It has not happened how many years? Man of God, you are my problem. They begin to remember what God didn't do for them. You are giving the enemy authority. You are giving the ultimate authority. You are giving that witch and wizard authority they have defeated you already because the battle is usually for spiritually before physical manifestation because the spiritual controls the physical if you're able to exercise authority spiritual you will exercise authority physically Goliath called David dog David said uncircumcised Philistines two of them say what they want to say about each other but their God had to determine and the general God had to battle the superior God let them say what they want to say about you. Your God will decide who will come first. And of course, He has made it to be the head. Not what they say. Not what that author is saying. Not what that covenant is saying. No, no, no. That is what God says about you. First Samuel chapter 17, 27. And the people answered him after this manner, saying, so shall it be done to the man that killed him. What will be given to the man that killed this unsecondary Philistine? He said, ah, you will become the king's in-law. Your family will be free from taxes. You become a member of the royal family. You become minister in the king's council. What was David doing? They were asking them, what is the price? Hello? As far as David was concerned, Goliath was a dundee. As far as David was concerned, Goliath was his promotion. As far as David was concerned, Goliath was his announcement. As far as David was concerned, Goliath was the stepping stone he needs to move to the next level. That problem, what is it to you? What is that problem to you? What is that problem to you? He was talking about his reward. He's not talking about the battle. 
was talking about his reward. That family trauma that I say you will not make it. That household enemy. Stop being afraid of them. As far as God is concerned, they are nobody. Stand where God stands. That this man, this man, you and your family will bow before us one day. Begin to exercise authority over them spiritually. Because that thing you say is your problem is not God's problem. What limits you can never limit God. God told Ananias, go to Soso house. You see a man called Saul. Go and pray for him. I raise him that he will do mighty works, man. He said, which Saul? He said, Saul now. The Saul that kills Christian. The massacres. He said, God, it's like you don't know who this Saul is. Let me tell you who this Saul is. God, let me tell you who Saul is. You don't know. Even though you are God, you don't know. So is the person that keys. Well, in fact, if you hear your Jesus, he said, you're gone. He'll gather a whole church and kill. Anywhere they gather, he will kill. And he said, I should go to this Saul. God was talking to him in the morning. Without knowing that yesterday, God silenced Saul. Most of us are still carrying the battle God has fought for us. Kamahara, kamahoroku. Carrying the battle. See, being afraid of the battle without knowing that that lion is already a dead lion. That lion that is terrifying you, you saw yesterday. The Egyptians you saw yesterday, today they are dead Egyptians. Stop being afraid of them. Know who you are in the Lord. Know who you are. Yakama Horoko, I bow before you, Lord. Thank you. Sekema Horoko. Fire in his word. Say my song. There is fire in your mouth this morning. Thank you, Lord. Shakama Horoko. And he was asking them, What will be given unto me? Whatever thing that will happen. Go and read it. Second Chronicles, King Jehoshaphat, chapter 20. And the children of Israel, three nations came up against them. They didn't even have what it takes to fight one nation. The Mobile, the Ammonite, Mansia, three nations came up against them. They didn't fire one bullet. At the end of that battle that God fought for them, they inherited great spoil. They inherited great spoil. Think positive. They their situation. Don't allow that Goliath to dwarf you. Dwarf that Goliath. Bring that Goliath down. It's a spiritual battle. Many of you do not know who you are in the Lord. You need to have that revelation. You need to have that revelation that you are a dynamite. That when you move into the spiritual realm, what you see about you is wall of fire. Yes, many angel spirits and ministers flames of fire. What they will see in you is flame of fire and on your body is written explosive. Very high risk. It's a keep off. You must know who you are in the Lord. Devil will say, what will be given to me? Because he knew who he was in the Lord. What will be given to me? If I deal with this man. Because as far as I'm concerned, he said, don't deal. As far as I'm concerned, this man is going. God is going to bring him down. God will bring down all your enemies this year in Jesus' name. Took it. And then Leab, his elder brother, had when he spoke unto the men, and Leab's anger was kindled against David. You see, what people think about you is different. And he said, Why comest thou down, Hitter? And with whom has thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thy heart. For thou art come down, that thou may see the battle. You have come so that you, as busybody, to know what is happening. Not a child. 
And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him towards another and spoke after the same manner. And the boy answered him again after the former manner. The brother said, You, what are you doing? Come on, go back to the house. What's your problem? Who shall concern you in this battle? What people say about you is different from who God has made you to be. His brother didn't know that this small boy, last boy you are seeing, <laughs> there is dynamite in him. Many of your family members are treating you anyhow because they don't know who you are. But very soon God will reveal to them who you are. Because God will use you to announce them. Amen. Your friends, your neighbors don't know who you are. He said, come on, go back to there. David said, no, no, hold on. There is an issue. And I can handle it. He turned again. What do you people say it will be my reward? He was repeated so that nobody will say there is no reward. He made sure it was gazetted. You don't pray that prayer once. You pray continuously. I'm out on somebody. That was why David was asking about reward. How many times? He kept on ruling until they carried it and went and told the king. And the king said, bring him. When he came before the king, he said, can you handle this? He said, ah, okay. I won't talk about myself, but I will tell you what God has done for me and what God has put in me. David knew who he was in the Lord. He knew what God sees and sees in him. And because his confession and belief worked in agreement with God's purpose for him, that battle announced him. It was after the spoil. He repeatedly asked about the spoil. Not about Goliath. Because it was a dundee. Goliath was already defeated in the mind of David. That battle you are going through, do you see it as a battle God has given you victory over? If you still see that battle as Goliath, you should remain Goliath forever in your life. As long as Saul and the armies of Israel were seeing Goliath, Goliath was still there. But the man that saw that Goliath was no longer there got the victory. David was no longer seeing Goliath. Before the battle, David was no longer seeing Goliath. What was he seeing? His position, new position. As a member of the royal family. As an in-law to the king. But the soul and his soldiers, they were seeing Goliath every day. Goliath kept on standing before them. Goliath was their problem. He kept on standing before them every day. Humiliating them. Terrorizing them. So releasing lack upon them. Releasing stagnation. Releasing setback. As long as they were in the battlefield, they couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't go back to their country. They couldn't move forward. They were there as long as Goliath was standing there every day. Spirit of stagnation. If you don't deal with, with that Goliath, it will stagnate you. As long as Goliath was here, every you come and do, where are the soldiers of Israel? Everybody, where are you? It was reducing their belief and trust in their God. That's how some people probably made them to go out from God. Fear. They begin to believe the enemy more than God. Two spies went. They said, Those people are like giants. We are like grasshoppers. Two say, I stand where God stands. That land is full of milk and honey. And we are well unable to take that land. What do you say about that Goliath? If you don't see that Goliath as a dundee, he will stagnate you. He will place setback upon your life. He will cause disappointment, delay. He will cause procrastination. He will not allow you to move forward. Because if you want to move forward, you come. Where are you going? Oh, I'm sitting here, Goliath. Fear will come again, you go back. Check out my horror, my It's got talking to somebody this morning. 
Can I give a shout hallelujah? But the person that refused to see Goliath came out. And that was the end of Goliath. Today, every Goliath that has been tracing you from generation to generation will die today. First Samuel 17, verse 45. Then said David to the Philistine, That comes to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of what? The God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee, and take thy head from thee, and I will give thee the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air. And to the white beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know there is a God in whom Israel. Hello. David was always talking about the glory unto the Lord. Everything he will talk about God, how God made him here, be here, and there, what God did for him. He said, Today you know that God has soldiers. Today you know that God has empowered somebody as his soldier. It's very easy for you to take the glory of God. When they bring that glory, pass it over to the Lord. Say to God be the glory. Ah, man of God, your preaching was so wonderful. My sister, my brother, yes, so is the Lord's doing. We thank God for that. Give the glory to God. Don't take that praise. Don't receive that glory. It doesn't belong to you. It doesn't belong to you. That's why when I talk, I say God. I with God, I end with God. Because I never knew I would be a preacher. So it's not even by my might or power. When they told me I was going to be a preacher, he said, you, you will be a man of God one day. I said, yeah, me, you miss someone. So it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with God. You didn't do it. When they talk, is God. Is God that did it too. Is God that did it too. Is God that did it too. The glory must go to who? David was always passing it unto the Lord, unto the Lord, unto the Lord, unto the Lord. Verse 7. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord served not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our, it is into my hands, our hands. Immediately I came, the thing happened. It is not you. Immediately Jesus arrived, it happened. He said, remember that he's not going to fight him with sword and spear. And it came to pass, verse 48. When the Philistines arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hasted and ran towards the army to meet the Philistines. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him, but there was no sword in the hands of who? No sword in the house of who? No sword. He didn't use sword. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword, the sword of who? And drew it out of the shelf thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they flew. That sword, the enemies have programmed to destroy this year will backfire. That weapon they have prepared to destroy you will go back to sender. Amen. It was the sword of Goliath he used to kill Goliath. Do you know why? To prove that God did it. God did it. The question this morning is that what killed Goliath? 
What was the weapon that killed Goliath? Not from Goliath's side. What did David use to kill Goliath? Faith and confidence in God. It was not the stone that killed Goliath. It was not the catapult. Hello? It was his faith in who? Knowing who the God is and knowing who he is. He was always boasting of his God. He was giving God the glory. He portioned his God. Every day today, you know there is a God that rules over the face of the Israelite. He said, you cannot defy the armies of the Most High God. He was telling Goliath that this is a battle between you and my God. It's not by my top. Mm-mm. It's a battle between you and my God. So the battle has been decided spiritually. And the superior God came down and pursued the God of Goliath. Hello? So by the time David threw that stone, he couldn't remove his head. And the thing went in. If David hadn't done his assignment spiritually, Goliath would have prevailed. Goliath is still prevailing in our life when we do not or because we have not done our proper assignment spiritually. We are still dwelling on murmuring and unbelief and doubt, complaining. That's why Goliath is still there. So it's not the sling, not the stone. It was David's confession. The power in the world. His belief in God. He knew who he was in the Lord. He knew what God said about him. And then Goliath had to fall. What is God saying about you this 2022? And what are you saying about yourself? Are you a defeatist? A defeatist is one who accepts defeat without trying. One who accepts defeat without struggling. Without making effort to overcome. A defeatist is somebody who gives up. Oh, is this how I'm going to end? He gives up. You stay in the house. No effort. You just sit down in your shop. Sit down at home. In front of your veranda every time. Where will the manna come from? The days of manna has passed. You must not give up. You must make attempt to win. You must make effort to defeat that situation. Because as you move forward, the power of God will move. You think that without God, David who have just released that catapult to get Goliath. No, that man was a superman. A man trained. A giant, not just ordinary man. In the art of military warfare. A general. But God brought him down. All those demons paraded themselves as generals in your life. Today, God will bring them down. Yeah. Are you an escapist? One that tends to avoid realities of life. You always want to escape from situations. You don't want to try and make effort to move forward. What are you seeing about yourself? What are you seeing about that Goliath before you? What did David see about his own Goliath? What did he see? He saw him as nobody. Uncircumcised Philistines. Not worthy to stand before the army of the living God. David drew strength from the Lord that delivered him from the bear and from the lion. What are the past exploits of God in your life? That you used to put God in remembrance for him to equip you in fighting your Goliath for 2022. David had to put God in remembrance how he gave him strength to overcome lion of last year. That be three years ago. He said, no, you will quality give me strength to deal with this other Goliath before me. Proverbs 23, 7 declares, as a man taketh in his heart, 
so easy. What you believe in is what will work for you. What you see, I believe, for 2022. People saw a barren woman in Sarah. But God saw mother of nations. What you see, I believe, for 2022. People saw a barren woman in Hannah. But God saw the mother of a great prophet that will reshape the destiny of Israel for life. What are you saying and what are your belief for 2022? What are you seeing about yourself? People saw a young shepherd called David. But God saw a mighty king of Israel. What people see is different from what God sees in you. People saw a stolen destiny in Joseph. They saw an unfortunate prisoner in Joseph. But God saw a powerful governor and a minister in Egypt. Saul and his army saw Goliath. They saw a terrorist. They saw a destroyer. When David saw a spore standing before him, and the glory of the Lord was revealed upon his life. It's not about what people see in you. It's totally about what you see about yourself. What do you see about yourself? What you see about yourself must work in agreement with what God sees and says about you. God is the most high God. He's not limited by your limitations or by what limits us. People can be difficult and challenging at times. There are times you feel it is better or easier for you to do things your own way. There are times you feel you don't need anybody to counsel you. You are tired of counseling. You don't need anybody to help you. From now, I will do it my own way. But the truth is that you cannot reach your highest potentials by yourself. You must start with God. You must end with God. For the glory of God to be revealed upon our lives this 2022. We must walk in agreement with what God is saying about us. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 declares, In the beginning, God. What is your beginning title to this 2022? What is your beginning title? to? In the beginning, God made heaven and earth. What is your beginning title? to? What is the beginning of your business title to this 2022? What is the beginning of your marriage title? Your marriage, your family, your affairs, your connection, your relationship, your health. What are they tied to? Are they tied to God? Or are they tied to the God of Mammon? Do you want to continue the same way last year? Or do you want a new beginning in the Lord? For there to be a happy new year, there must be a happy new year. Everything about you must change. In chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, declare. On the seventh day, God ended. Are you willing to begin with God and end with God this 2022? How you begin a matter so much and how you end a matter is equally very, very important. A plane while taking off exercises very, very wonderful precaution and measures and how they learn to matter so much. Beginning and ending two very important factors in life. But there were comments. And now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such. God is a spirit. Those that seek him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We must begin and end with Christ in holiness, in righteousness, in godliness. We must begin and end with Christ 
in obedience, in humility, and in fear of the Lord. As we start and end, we got this 2022. Mountains will be brought down. Limitations will be dismantled. Roughness of life will give way. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed over our lives. Will be revealed over our families. Over the church. Over the church members. As men that will start with Jesus this year will fly higher than the eagles. The sky shall be your limits. You will not miss your footsteps this 2022. You will end where? In the law, you will end where? You will end where this year? In Jesus' name. By your hands. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. You have heard the message. The word has gone forth. The Lord has released his spirits. For every action, there is a reaction. It's for us to reposition our mind, our spirit, our soul, our heart. So that the spirit he has released this morning will dwell in us. As many as are led by the spirit of God, our sons and daughters God has raised to do exploit on earth. What is it that will hinder you from starting with God this year? What is it that will hinder you from ending where this year? Begin to talk to God. It can only be seen. Life of unrighteousness and godliness. Talk to God. God has released his spirit upon us. You cannot go home the same again today. Because this spirit is here to possess you for good. To possess you unto godly wisdom. Godly understanding and godly knowledge. He's here to bless you. God has released his spirit to take his proper position in our lives today. To be the head and not the tail. To be above and not beneath. To be a defensive brazier. And no young people fortify city. That evil mountain must go. Barrier must go. Cause sin. That stronghold must go. That pride. Malice, hatred, and unforgiveness. Immorality must go in whatever level. Pride must go. Unforgiveness and bitterness. Hatred must go. God is not saying you should fight the battle. Forgive so that he will fight the battle for you. It's time to turn to a new leaf. Come aho. KKKKKK. Ask the Lord to release his Holy Ghost fire upon you of exploit. Holy Ghost fire divine exploit for 2022. Father, release your fire that we must work in agreement with you this year. What people say about us do not matter. It is what you say about us. This morning we have come to make room for two of us. I'm making room for two of us. I've come to time that only you will make the difference in my life. I've come to realize that I must start with you and end with you. I've come to make room for two of us. For 2022. Oh yes. You are all that I have. You are all that we need this 2022 to make it. We don't need any other thing. Not a human wisdom. Not a human understanding. What we need is your spirit. Your obedience. We need the fear of the Lord. We need life of holiness, righteousness, and godliness to make it this year. Father, for those who are not giving their life to Christ, we ask for your anointing to reach them, whatever they are. Spend that under the sound of my voice.
And for those of you who have not given your life to Christ under the sound of my voice, begin to talk to God that by reason of this wonderful message, you have possessed your position in his kingdom. As for his mercy, as for repentance of our sins, for the lies the enemy told us that kept us in his kingdom, that now we have realized the truth and you're no longer willing to continue with the devil in his kingdom. As for his blood to blot out every transgression, blot out your sins, and reposition you in his kingdom. Ask him to accept you and rewrite your name in the book of life. Father, we thank you. We bless the holy name. We worship you. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chim of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awaniye Lemo Street, Ajawo Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or anointedassembly.org. For prayer and counseling, please call 070-3668-7445. May God richly bless you.